Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. It's still hour number one here on You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM. Remember, go download our podcast. Our podcasts are available, including free uh, the Odyssey app. Ken Barkley, along with me, Sean Morash, and for Nick Costos. So we've done a lot so far on the betting market at the number two overall pick. Shams and Woj going at each other like a good old-fashioned Jello wrestling match here on Brandon <laughs> Miller versus Scoot Henderson. Yeah. Yes, what what an image that would be. So mm. yesterday we were on the show when we thought Chris Tapps Porzingis was headed to Boston in a package that included Malcolm Brogdon ending up with the Clippers, I believe, right? I'm trying to think back to what that yep. was at that point yesterday. Um, by the time we woke up this morning, Porzingis was in Boston, but it was Marcus Smart shipped out only to Memphis. So he's going to have to work on new hair dye there. We can talk about that trade in a little bit. But there was a thought, you know, there's been a lot of rumors, and we'll still have Paul George potentially on the move later tonight. We've talked about Zion and Lillard, and it just feels like this could be a very active NBA draft. But in the end, would it be a bit of a letdown with trades? Well, we had a pretty big hammer drop at the start of the show, and that is Chris Paul who found out on an airplane from his son that he had been traded and acted all surprised that he'd been traded, which I don't understand. Chris, I mean, read the room. You were you were on your way out of Phoenix. I don't understand how that came as some kind of big shock to you on an airplane from your kid. But nonetheless, Chris Paul was shipped out. Now, uh, he will not be sticking around in Washington. Again, big shocker. The, uh, the Wizards have shipped Chris Paul to Golden State. Uh, I have to go now scroll up like an idiot, but essentially what we're getting a protected first-round pick uh, that the war the Warriors are sending Jordan Poole, a protected first round pick in 2030, and a second rounder in 2027 to the Wizards for Chris Paul. Golden State is also trading a 2022 second rounder named Ryan Rollins to Washington as part of the Poole CP3. <laughs> could you pick Ryan Rollins out of a lineup? Is he maybe he's called I the could. State Instructor? Maybe that's his nickname from yesterday. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe I had to uh, re- So first of all, yeah. Before before we even get into like what this trade means, reading. Protected first round pick in 2030 is freaking jarring. Isn't that crazy? Absolutely. Seven years away, buddy. Yeah. Seven years away. And obviously the NBA with the, you know, the trading first round picks in alternating years. I'd have to look at the Warriors draft structure. Did I miss when they lost a bunch of picks between here and 2030 that that's the year they're choosing? I I could be totally screwed up on this. Uh, I mean, I I don't know what their draft capital looks like, but, uh, but. 20 yeah, I mean 2030 weird uh what was yeah I mean you I mean you're talking about I, no offense I mean whoever's getting picked to 2030 hasn't lost their virginity yet I mean what are we talking well, about? <laughs> well but the you know but if you're the wizards you know why you would want that right because the warriors are going to be really good right now and you and ideally bad, would bad. like a pick when they're terrible which is like yeah. you know if you were if you were if the, anytime you're trading a star to somebody it's like well you don't want their first round pick next year they're going to be really but, good but like the wizards the warriors are going to win a ton man. of games yeah Am I wrong on the wording on that? It's protected where the Warriors are safe on that. Yeah, but like, but just, I mean, just the year. Like, would you rather have a protected oh, first in 2030 or a protected first next year? Like, well, the Warriors are going to win like 50 games next year. Like, I don't want that. I don't want, I don't want to even have to deal with that pick. Whereas like, yeah, put protections on 20. We also don't know what the protections are. It could be like top two. It could be like top four. Top like, it still could be really good. We don't even know what it is. But yeah, just in general, like, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like, like if you and I were both teams, I'd like your picks when you suck. That's when I'd like your picks because yeah. that means you're going to be picking really high on the draft. And, like, maybe the Warriors never do. It's also uh, first trade for Mike Dunleavy Jr., who uh, took over for Bob Myers as the Warriors. Yeah, oh. like, Bob Myers got a ton of credit. And I remember Mike Dunleavy Jr., I was like, oh, my God. Like, I haven't thought about Mike Dunleavy Jr. in a really long time. Like, I was, like, former player, yeah. went to Duke. Um, you know, like, I, obviously, like, 
that now in a really prominent front office position with a team that has won like more titles than anybody for the last 15 years. So what was your, like when you saw like, just so basically for, especially from a betting standpoint, pool to the wizards, Paul to the warriors for right now. Like that's really all we have to worry yeah. about for like picks and money and whatever. Don't worry about the picks. Right. What, what was your, what was like your, what's like your first, well, the first thing that pops in your head. If I'm like, Oh man, like Chris Paul's going to be on the warriors next year for Jordan pool. What's like the first thing. My immediate reaction was, wow, the Warriors are doing this. Not not from the aspect of getting rid of Jordan Poole, which we'll talk about stinking and his contract and everything, but from the standpoint of there was a belief that Bob Myers was actually stepping away because he had grown so tight with this team. He was still a young GM that he had known that this core had run its course and frankly, it was going to be awfully difficult for him at this point to really take part in like the dismantling of that. And we are a couple days removed from Draymond Green declaring for free agency. And it doesn't mean that he's gone from the Warriors. Obviously, you know, whatever could be worked out. And I think that in the back of my mind, I kind of thought mm, Mike Dunleavy Jr. saying the Warriors are still very interested in bringing him back. But is that, you know, appeasing a fan base that loves him? Is that appeasing Draymond? And in the end, they're going to be awfully happy if he takes a deal and goes somewhere else. And I kind of thought after what had happened in that King series early and then what happened in round two with the Warriors versus the Lakers, that this offseason was going to be more about Steph Curry probably sticks around as a lifer. Maybe he gets traded somewhere else at the end of his career. But the Warriors kind of are acknowledging that they were at the end of the road and they were done competing. This move, to me, tells me the exact opposite. That Mike Dunleavy Jr. is not taking this job as a charity case and that he's looking to get his, have his fingerprints in, and the Warriors are all back in for one last ride here. And they think Chris Paul could be, you know, a different finishing piece. Yeah, I mean, there's... uh there's a lot going on here. I think to a certain extent, part of this is you're able to just get rid of Jordan Poole, who yeah. makes a ton of money, uh, four years, $140 million, which might have seemed like an okay idea. And the last time we, we heard from Jordan Poole, anybody who watched this year and the postseason, oh, and he was before terrible. the season, Draymond's punching him in the face. The team is all giving him like stink eye the entire regular season. Um, the postseason was, and this is not like I'm hearing this, like based on all public reporting from reporters who cover the team, a ton of tension between Poole and a lot of other players on the team. Like Poole, because yeah. I think Poole thought he should be playing Probably a lot. Not a like, good dude. A big deal. Right. And yeah. these guys are still in a title window. And look, it's NBA players. There's huge egos. Like everybody wants to play a lot. Everybody wants to score a lot. Everybody wants to win. But like, that you're going to have conflict sometimes. And who do you think is going to win that conflict? So like part of this, I think it's like, okay, you know, I think it's so easy to be like Chris Paul in. And I'm kind of like, well, Jordan pull out uh, for me. Like that's awesome for the warriors. Great. Yeah. Like you have this four year, $140 million contract for a guy who was almost unplayable in the playoffs. You're going to pay a guy four year four one forty. He's at least got to be playable in the playoffs on this team. Cause the goal is to win the title. So like, if you're paying a guy that much money, he can't be like a liability in a playoffs. Like he's got to be a guy who's going to in your closing five, at least in a playoff series, they figured out, they thought he was going to be that. And they figured out, I think that he's not that. And so just being able to get off that and onto anything else, especially if it's a player who could be in your closing five, potentially in a playoff game, or could be an impactful player in a playoff series is really good. Um, now, Chris Paul's a huge name. He's so much more than just like the guy coming in, but really the pool out part of this is kind of interesting for me. Cause I mean, for the money he made and the goal of the team, it, he makes no sense. 
Now they need they, they need players, but like he just for the amount of money he makes, he was not helpful. And maybe he can go be helpful right. somewhere else. So great. So like that's a huge deal for me for the Warriors. And then Chris Ball coming in, I think we all have a bunch of questions, right? And we're not going to know the answers to any of these. I don't know what the money is like. Is he taking away less to join the team? Which is possible. Right, because um, yeah, if he is, then the next immediate question after that is. Does that mean Draymond Green is going to come back? Does this impact his ability to come back to the Warriors? Obviously, Green opted out to become a free agent. And okay, how do all the how do all these pieces fit together? Forget even the basketball part at first. Just like what does this mean for how the Warriors roster is going to get filled out? Because if you tell me like, hey, you go into next year and Chris Paul and Draymond are on the team together, and then obviously you still have like the core, you have the Curry Clay core like still there, right? Okay. Then there's a lot of really interesting basketball questions if they're all on the team. Okay, Draymond's yeah. like a point forward. He's the initiator. Okay, what? when is Chris Paul playing? What is his role on the right. – Chris Paul likes to play pick-and-roll basketball. Draymond's an initiator with a lot of guys moving. How do you merge these – and Chris Paul's a smart player, and Draymond's a, a smart right. player. It's not like these things can't work. Just it immediately I'm like, man, I, I'm really interested in this because it doesn't seem like the pieces fit together, and oh. this is a really smart team with a smart coach. Think about it. Arguably, they're four best players. If we're still going to consider Chris Paul that, you know, you could have conversations about where Wiggins is at in his career and stuff like that. You would have a situation where the point, actual point guard on the team is Steph Curry, a legendary player. The point forward, the real guy who kind of runs that show is Draymond Green. So if, is Chris Paul going to play on the court at the same time as both Klay Thompson and Steph Curry, first of all, really small three guards? And then if when Draymond Green is out there, I mean, there's only one basketball. There's only one basketball. How does that look and how does that feel? It's kind of wild. Unless, of course, Chris Paul knows and has already talked to Mike Dunleavy Jr. and talked to Steve Kerr. And the Warriors know that Chris Paul maybe is now a pseudo sixth man. And that's what this deal is about. And he's a much more mature player that they can trust uh, than Jordan Poole in that version of being kind of like the backup point guard deal to Steph Curry. And maybe they also think they could get the best out of Chris Paul later on in a playoff run by reducing his role all throughout the regular season and playing way less minutes. Right. And I, I, the, I try not to uh, assume that like, I know more about basketball than the people that are making the decisions, right? And I, not only that, this franchise especially, these are some pretty smart guys. They win a lot. They know what they're doing. So like, okay. And you could be like, well, like they've done some things. Be like, well, like what? Like tell me, like tell me the thing they did that was stupid. Like I can pay Jordan Poole the money, but what are they going to do? Lose him? Like I just, you know, they, right. everything they've done so far, I'm like, all right. Like I, I see what they're doing here. They win all the time, and so there's a part of me that's just like, I think I'm just going to trust them to figure this out. <laughs> like I think it's and whatever Heck it is, yeah. it's going to be awesome, probably. And you're right. I mean, is Chris Paul now like uh, just a bench player who plays 15 to 18 minutes a game and is a really, really, really good backup point guard? Like, is that what this is? And if so, right. maybe that's great. But it's just the merging of two styles is the most interesting thing to me. Like, there's obviously so many different ways to play effective winning basketball, but the Warriors have kind of chosen a really specific style that has been their trademark. And Chris Paul in his career has played another specific style that is his trademark. And when you watch the Suns in the playoffs this year, you saw how those two things did make like like Durant and Booker needed to be in pick and roll. Paul was like sure. superfluous. He didn't matter anymore. So what did he do? He sat in the corner. It's like, well, that's not really helpful. That's not even like what yeah. he's good at. And then it was like, well, he's not now he's not shooting and he's not like playmaking. Like, what is this? That's my only thing about, OK, now I'm going to put him on the Warriors 
is the same thing going to happen? Is he like a spot? Right. He's not going to be a spot up shooter. It makes no sense. Like, how do all the pieces fit together? I'm just interested in it. I'm not saying it can't work. I just think it's like a really crazy merging of two styles. It's very odd. And how do their betting market and their futures change since this trade has been announced? We'll discuss that and where we think the Warriors actually stand in the Western Conference. It's You Better You Bet, presented by MGM with Sean and Ken. We continue on next here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.